Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Today is October 12th. And today's podcast, as always, is brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is National Gumbo Day. I'm in. Let's go. Same. Yeah. Let's go, man. Gumbo's fantastic. Yeah. It's been, uh, and the bad thing is, as I say I'm in, it's been a long while since I've had gumbo. Probably like a couple of years. Um, but I, I love me some gumbo when I've had it. I think the last time I had gumbo, and when I went to gumbo's about gumbo's. five months ago, maybe somewhere around there. Um, Good. And I get a little, I get a little cup of gumbo, and then I get the uh, seafood rotini, which is absolutely insanely good. Uh, every time I eat there, I have a hard time figuring out what I want to order because I've never had anything there that wasn't good. The the southern fry or the uh, uh, Cajun style fried fried green tomatoes that they have for an appetizer, it they're the absolute best appetizer. Uh, the only other appetizer I've ever had that comes even close to as good as those things are are the duck fat fries at Brown Dog. Um, but those those Cajun style fried green tomatoes are absolutely elite. They're amazing. You know what else is really good there is the uh, uh, red beans and rice at Gumbo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, that's really good. Then the um, the Dixie Jambalaya, that's also good. I take the Dixie Jambalaya and get a heel of bread and hollow out the heel of bread and stuff it full of Dixie Jambalaya and oh. eat it almost like a almost like a Dixie Jambalaya bread burrito. It's, yeah, Dude, like it's a hot pocket. Almost like a hot pocket. hungry. Pretty good. Uh, today is also Pulled Pork Day. Oh, again, I am in. <laughs> like, what? Can we get pork? pulled pork in the gumbo oh god yes dude we have we have had some amazing food days i mean monday was porridge and angel food cake not bad not not elite but not bad both of those are good yesterday sausage pizza pizza and southern food heritage day both of those pretty close to being elite today is gumbo and pulled pork day uh tomorrow has some good food days um and then friday also has some good food days so this week has been one of the better weeks for food i feel like we've I feel like it's been a week or two since we've had uh, an entire week with good food days. Yeah. So getting yeah. back on track, getting back on track. But yesterday, unfortunately, the Braves fell to the Phillies in game one of the NLDS, seven to six. Freed got roughed up early and often, only going three and a third innings, giving up four runs on or four earned runs on six hits. Yeah, he gave up six runs. <laughs> yeah, a six, six runs, four earned on six hits. He did not look sharp. Um, I don't think he was missing by much, but he was missing his spot. Uh, but honestly, you got to give credit to Phillies, man. They did a great, great job of just hitting some really tough pitches. I mean, they did a good job of stringing together singles and moving runners over, sacrifice bunting, doing a lot of small ball stuff that's successful in the playoffs. 
and they look freaking sacrifice bunt. Yeah, Bryce Harper. So like, I mean, how often how often are you gonna see Bryce Harper have a sacrifice bunt? Like, it, it, it's not how often. many how many does he have? The thing is, honestly, and and you and I were talking during this game, and I I said it. I said Max just doesn't have it today, um, because he was he was leaving his his curveball just right over the heart of the plate. It wasn't like early on he was like burying it into the into the dirt, and then when he wasn't burying it into the dirt, it was like dead center of the plate, which people were hitting. Um, now. That first inning that got two runs immediately, he gave up four hits, four consecutive hits, but they were all four kind of non-hard hit balls. They were just kind of meh, you know, and, and it was still Max Free doing good Max Free things. They were just finding holes, which that happens in baseball. And, yeah, and it happens in the NLDS. I mean, the Phillies aren't there because they're they, they got lucky. The Phillies are a good team. I mean. Yeah. They won. They won close to ninety games this year. Uh, they won eighty-seven, and then they won the wild card round. So I mean, they, they're so a the good team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and if you look at if you look at Max's velo last night, his four seam was down a mile and a half, slider down a mile and a half, curveball one point six, sinker one point three, and changeup two miles. I mean, so his velo was down at least one mile per hour almost a half a mile and a half and two on his change up from his regular season averages um that's a sure fire. I, I know i know that doesn't sound a lot to people but that messes up everything if his, if your velo's not on and it's not where it's at regular season uh yeah everything looks a lot slower to batters who especially the phillies who are used to seeing max freed i mean max freed has pitched against the division phillies a hundred times uh, you know, if this is if this is a team that we're facing that's not in the division, I, maybe it's different, maybe not. I don't know. But your your velos down yesterday, um, not not great, man. Not a great way to start off the NLDS. Offense didn't do him any favors though, leaving six runners on the base through the uh, first three innings. I know they made a late push, but there's no reason that late push should have happened uh, because we had the bases loaded twice in the first two innings, and we're let's see, the bases lo- were loaded in the first with one out no runs and the, fa- the bases were loaded in the third with two outs and we couldn't yep. cr- push across any runs um so that doesn't do a lot for a pitcher's confidence when you have the bases loaded twice and you can't push across any runs and you're already in quite a large hole yeah and and it just seemed like the the batters were just a, a hair off on certain on certain things their eyes were really good for the most part when it comes to the strike zone Minus Dansby. Dansby ended up with a golden sombrero, which is just what? Yeah, did. him and him and him and Riley did not look fantastic yesterday. I think I think Riley had three strikeouts as well. So it it is what it is. But you know, you you wipe that one clean. You come back uh, today and you uh, you go you go out behind your twenty game winner in Kyle Wright. Yeah, Olsen, Olsen and Darno were the only Braves yesterday with RBIs, three apiece. Um, and like you said, game two, Zach Wheeler versus Kyle Wright at 435 today. Kyle Wright, uh, did he did he finish with the most wins in Major League Baseball this year? Mm, I want to say yeah. Let's see. Uh, yeah, 21 wins, most wins in baseball. So I'm not worried, man. I think it's going to be Braves in four or Braves in five. I still think we win this series. Now, if we lose today, I will be extremely, extremely nervous. Um, a thousand percent worried. But yeah. I- 
let's let's see what we can do. Um, the Phillies are a hot team right now. They they went in, um, beat the Cardinals, the three seeded Cardinals. Now they're trying to beat the two seeded Braves. So let's let's see what we can do today, and let's get the bats hot today. Cunha looked great, and that's that's a, a different start to your lineup than you have you've had because Cunha hasn't looked fantastic lately. No, no, he hasn't. Uh, yeah, he looked good yesterday at the at the dish. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him dive in right field for that one ball, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. that's a, a, a bit of a bummer. So you get a 435 start today. Let's correct the ship, Braves. Let's even the series back one at one, and let's go out to Philly. And uh, let's wrap it up in Philly. What do you say? We, yeah. we won the World Series on the road last year. Let's wrap the NLDS up on the road this year. Which, by uh, the way, you know, we, we did kind of lose the first game of the NLDS last year. Yeah. Just throwing yeah, that absolutely. out there. Yep, sure did. Uh, Billy, let's go to NBA bets. Take it or leave it. NBA start. The radio season starts here soon. Braves actually play tonight in a preseason game versus the Cavs. Who, who um, plays uh, the, uh, the Hawks. Did I say the Braves? <laughs> yes, you did. I, I'm looking. I'm sitting here staring at the Braves schedule. <laughs> uh, the Hawks. The Hawks start in a couple a couple of days. They have the Cavs tonight, but the NBA season is getting going. We will have an over under either later this week or beginning of next week for the Hawks. But for now, we got to take it or leave it segment with the NBA bets. All right, so for champions, this is your bets. Take it or leave it. Who would you take here? We got the Celtics at plus 600, Bucks at plus 650, Nets at plus 700, Golden State Warriors at plus 700, and our Hawks at a plus 5,000. Do you like any of those to take a flyer on winning the NBA championship this year? If any of these, I would probably end up doing... Let me throw some money down on the Hawks just to get some money down. I, th- I think that's a de- distinct possibility. Um, but the one that I'm probably taking is the Bucks at plus six fifty. Bingo. Yep. I am. Uh, I'm right there with you. I think that's good value. I don't mind Golden State there at seven hundred, <clears throat> but they are they're getting older, and we're gonna have to see what the whole um, Draymond Green Jordan Poole thing. You know how that all goes down. Right. The Nets are talented, but dude, they just they haven't figured out a way to win together um and i think it might just be a matter of time but once again that team's not getting any younger uh so yeah i like the i like the bucks there too i'll ride with you on the bucks at a plus seven, 650 uh for mvp right now luca is the favorite at plus 450 uh Giannis at a plus 700 Embiid at a plus 700 and trey is at a plus 4200 give me give me luca i think luca probably ends up winning it yeah i'm gonna i, I take luca too because he's uh, he's overinflated. I mean, people love him. I would also take Jaw. I think Jaw's somewhere around plus nine, between nine hundred and twelve hundred. I like Jaw a lot. Um, but yeah, everybody everybody loves Luca, and I don't I, I don't understand. I don't understand why Luca's at plus forty five four fifty, and Trey is plus forty two hundred. Like, yeah. that's a massive massive gap for a guy who led the league in points and assists last year. But the NBA hates the Hawks. We've we've come to. Uh, Understand that just multiple times. Yeah. yeah, Hawks to win the Southeast Division at a plus one forty-five. Mm. I'm not sure, man. Heater going to so, be good again, yep, right? Heater going to be very good. Yep. Um, yep. You're going to be good. I mean, the other three teams you have the Hornets, the Wizards, and the Magic. We should easily be better than all three of those teams. Yeah, I think we're better than that. I think it's just going to be coming down to the heat. And I was starting to put in uh, the Hawks calendar into my calendar last night, and we don't play the heat early on until like 
20, 25 games into the season. Seemed like. Yeah, the NBA schedule is a lot weirder than um, like baseball or something like that. It's I think you who determines what you play and where you play and stuff. The divisions don't matter essentially. Nobody cares about the divisions. Uh, nobody's hanging division banners up in the up in the rafters. So yeah, it's um I, I I'm gonna take that man plus one forty five. I think the Heat are still the favorite. I think they're at minus money. Uh, and the Heat are still going to be good, folks. The Heat are going to be really good. But I think the Hawks are better than the Heat. I think the Hawks should win the Southeast, Southeast Division. I would take that 145. Look, uh, the thing, I'm high on the Hawks this year because I, I think that DeJounte Murray does so much more for the, the Hawks than we had over the past couple of years, honestly. And I think adding that extra element is going to make them even more dangerous. And as long as they can go in, and they've looked great early on in the preseason against the Bucks, um, connecting him and uh, Trey connecting has looked pretty solid. So I mean, as long as they can continue to mesh well, don't look for the Hawks to come out like gang breakers early on. But I think maybe after they start getting just really good connections. Um, early on in the season, I think it, they may be dangerous. We're going to be a top four team. I, I can in almost guarantee you. Yeah, in the in the Eastern in the Eastern Conference. Right. Not that it matters. The Western Conference sucks, but uh, yeah, we're going to be. We're going. I mean, yeah, we're going to be a top four team. You look at the Western Conference. There's the Suns are good, the Warriors are good, and the Mavericks are okay, and that's it. The Jazz are not going to be good this year. The Nuggets aren't going to be good. Grizzlies are fake. I mean, but you look at the East, man. It's the Heat, the Celtics, the Bucks, the 76ers, the Raptors, the Bulls, the Nets, the Hawks, and the Cavs got much, much better. The yeah. East is an absolute murderer's row, and I think the Hawks are going to be a top four. It used to be the opposite way. Like, it did. The yeah. East was garbage, and then no. the West was the... Okay. Yeah, it all rotates. It all rotates. NBA points leader, Trey is at a plus 1,200. Give me those. Yeah. Give, give yeah. me every single bit of that. Yep, I'm on you with that one. What, $10? You get 120 back for that? Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, an NBA assist leader, Trey, is at a plus 850. That one, that one I'm not as strong about. See, I would take that one before I would take points because I think DeJounte is going to take away from Trey's uh, points, but I think DeJounte is going to add probably three or four assists per game to Trey's totals. Um, I would take the assists before I would take the points, but I would I would take both of them and feel extremely confident that I have a good chance of winning both of them. Yeah, that's I mean that's fair. And then the Hawks to make the playoffs, they're at minus money at minus two ten. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a, it's not a good them, bet. That's them being favorites to make the playoffs. Yeah, if they point. don't make the if they don't make the playoffs, we're gonna go burn down State Farm Arena, um, unless there's some injury or something like that you know something unforeseen Allegedly. yeah we'll see <laughs> <laughs> let's get to some nfl power ranking shall we let's do it so i'm gonna go first since you always go first to the nfl um, already i i think the bills continue to show that they are the dominant team in the in the nfl so they're my number one team uh the number two team is the only undefeated team still left in the um, in the NFL, which is the Eagles. And give me the Chiefs. The Chiefs looked really good this weekend. And then uh, at four, I've got the Ravens. 
I think the Ravens are a really strong team. Their defense continues to play well. I mentioned this last week, and they have a stud at quarterback. And then at five, the uh, 49ers. The 49ers snuck into my top five this week. So that's that's my top five. Bills, Eagles, Chiefs, Ravens, 49ers. And my top five is very similar. Um, I have the Bills at number one. I think they're the most complete team, most well-rounded team. Offense, defense, they have a top five defense, and Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are a monster offensive connection. At number two, I have the Chiefs. The Chiefs coming back from that massive deficit they had against Las Vegas on um, Friday night. Dude, dude, the Chiefs are still good. The Chiefs are still dangerous, even without Tyreek Hill. He's still got Pat, Patty Holmes, uh, Marcus Valdez, Scantlin. You know, you got some Monday night. Monday night. Monday night, yeah, Monday night. Uh, you still have some. You still have some. A lot of good weapons out there uh, if you're the Chiefs. And then at number three, give me the Eagles, the only undefeated team in the entire NFL. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is a dude out there, and they've got some weapons. They got some great defense. Uh, they made Kyler Murray look like a pedestrian quarterback, and, and don't look too quickly. But stuff's not going well out there in Arizona, and uh, hey. we're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna get the uh, Eagles tested here coming up soon. Uh, it'll be a it'll be a good game this weekend, and then at number four I have the 49ers. They took care of business against the lowly Panthers and got Matt Rule fired. Uh, it's probably four or five games too late for Matt Rule being fired. Probably should have been fired before the season started because he's not a good quarter, uh, not a good coach. Um, so Matt Rule is out. 49ers win. They move up one spot in my power rankings, and in the power rankings for the first time this season, the Dallas Cowboys at number five. <laughs> With Boy. Cooper, Cooper Cush at quarterback, you got the Dallas. Tough. Dallas has the number one defense in the entire NFL, and the offensive play calling that they have had the uh, I don't know the evenness, the fairness, the balance that they've had between the run and the pass look a lot like when Dak was a rookie, uh, and we made it to the NFC Championship game. So we'll we'll get tested real soon. We'll get tested Sunday night. We play the Eagles. Um, we'll figure out if we're a contender or a pretender. Dak might be back. Dak might not be back. We'll see. Um, but yeah, right now I have Cowboys as a top five team in the NFL because of the way that defense is playing. It's been playing lights out. One of the best the way, in the NFL. The way that Cooper Cush has been playing at quarterback, I wouldn't bring Dak back. <sighs> yeah, he's he's been playing okay. He's definitely been managing the game well. Um, we'll see. I mean, Dak is, Dak is obviously a better quarterback, but it seems when Dak comes into the game the offensive play calling is not balanced it's just it's 40 passes and three runs and dallas is not set up to win that way so we'll see he dak might be back this week might not um but if we go if we go uh face philly with cooper cush at quarterback i will feel just as confident as i would with uh dak back there all right let's get to the marine south scoreboard uh yesterday in softball bremen wins senior night and beats lafayette four to nothing uh, Central beats Southeast Whitfield 15 to nothing, even though Bryce put it in red. I think he just wanted to mess with me. Um, Landmark Christian in, at Temple, we don't have a score on. Uh, Carrollton yesterday in region in the region tournament um, beat Campbell 9 to 8. Isla Phillips or Kayla Phillips and Olivia Mason uh, both had three RBIs apiece. Audrey Lasseter did her thing again, Bryce, seven innings as per usual. Campbell started coming back in the seventh. Up until then, she'd only allowed two runs um, total for 
through the first six innings. So she was she was studly as always. Uh, and thanks to Susanna Lasseter for the update there. She's she's been sending me um, box stores and everything for uh, Carrollton. Um, so they have a uh, on the Stump of Games and Events calendar. Carrollton is back in the region tournament at East Coweta today um, at six thirty. And then Mount Zion is at Callaway at 5.30. So that is your Marine South scoreboard and your Stump It Games and Events calendar. Coming down to it in softball and volleyball for region, state, everything's kind of taking shape and all that. Yep. I feel like we just started. I feel like <laughs> volleyball and softball season just started. How's it almost already over? Basketball's around the corner. Wrestling's around the corner. Um, I mean, we've got, we've got so much coming. It's, yeah. Uh, you ready for another cup of coffee? Man, I need a cup of coffee. Let's do it, man. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Warriors Draymond Green fined, not suspended, will play Friday. Not surprised. Yeah, not surprised either. It's it's practice. And, dude, you know how many times this happens at practice? Maybe not a sucker punch like that, but, but punching, shoving, wrestling, it's practice. That happens all the time. It literally happens almost every single practice and there's no malicious you know behind it it's just it, you know it's people with anger issues I don't know it's it, it's typical it's normal this is sports uh, pe- people who have never been in a locker room need to keep their opinions to themselves when they start talking about this stuff because they don't know they don't know what it's like in a locker room they don't know how it is to compete like this it's the, these guys are competing at the most elite level in, in the NBA and tensions are high should he have done it no but he did it and you get on you move on from it does, does nobody remember when Michael Jordan knocked out Steve Kerr in a practice Michael Jordan knocked Steve Kerr out and Steve Kerr and Michael Jordan are still buddies like this stuff happens man I, I, I have no problem with it absolutely no problem with it uh, Jordan Alvarez hit a three run walk off home run as the uh. Astros win game one Dude, I was watching the very beginning of this game, and I'm like, Verlander is giving up this run after run after run. I think he had given up six runs or something like that early on through three innings. I'm like, that's exactly what you want to see if you're Seattle. And the fact that they came back just pains me. I feel bad for Seattle. I've been there. And there as a, as a baseball fan, I hate it for you. Yeah, Braves fan, if you're feeling bad about Max Fried's line yesterday, Verlander went four innings, gave up ten hits and six earned runs. Yeah. So don't don't feel as bad about Max after, uh, and after he's that. Gonna win, Verlander's going to win the Cy Young Award this year. Yeah. 18, 18 and 4, 1.75 ERA, 185Ks, a .83 whip. Yeah. Zero Verlander's winning the <laughs> He's winning Cy Young. <laughs> 0.85 or 83 whip. That's nuts. There's, there should be no one that should argue that. Like, at all. Uh, Ex-Angels employee gets 22 years in the death of Tyler Skaggs. Good. Yeah. You know, this is, this is something that you, the employee should have never did what he did. Um, And Tyler Skaggs, don't get me wrong, before... Tyler Skaggs passed away. I don't remember anything about Tyler Skaggs. But the fact that there was what happened, no. It, he he deserves to, to get that many years, for sure. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. Uh, ex-employee, 22 years in the death of Tyler Skaggs. Passport issues keep Giants punter Jamie Gillen 
in London. He is still over there. Um, I believe he is from Scotland originally. Uh, or maybe he's from, I, I don't remember, but I know he's having passport issues. And he is, as of this morning, he is still in London. He can't get home yet. That sucks for him. Yeah. How does that happen? How does an, how does an NFL franchise not make sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and everybody has the correct passport and there's no issues and everything before you go over there? Like, How, how does the NFL make this mistake? Here's the thing. It, the same thing happens in the um, MLS often. I mean, well, that's that's different. There's 16,000 countries that MLS players same come from. Thing happens in the NHL once again. 16,000 countries that the <laughs> NHL pulls from. The NFL doesn't pull. I mean, the NFL's player base is not as foreignly diverse as the MLS and the NHL. I mean, the NHL, you know, they have they have thousands of commies that are playing in their in their ranks, and oh, no. and. The, oh. There's not that many anymore. Thousands of commies. It's, it's full. It's a commie sport. Uh, and the MLS is, you know, the MLS is full of people Speaking from... Speaking of commie sport, you've, you've got a game tonight. What? Yeah, you've got a game to watch tonight. Sure. Oh, oh, Blue Jack. Yeah, I won't be watching that. But yeah, they are on. Yeah, they're playing <laughs> a team from somewhere. They do start tonight. I won't be watching it. But um, yeah, they... Uh, they do start tonight. But yeah, still, I mean, let's see. Uh, he, where, why can't I find where Jamie Gillen was born? Why is this? That's not what I want. I don't know. I, that's, I'm pretty sure he's, I'm pretty sure he's from Scotland. I think he was born in Scotland. Uh, no, no, never mind. He was born in America. So yeah, 25 year old still stuck in London because of passport <laughs> issues. I don't know why I thought he was from Scotland. No clue. It's been a long week and it's only Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and today in 1989, Dallas running back Herschel Walker is traded from the Cowboys to the Minnesota Vikings for five players and six future draft picks, including future stars Emmett Smith, Russell Maryland, Kevin Smith, and Darren Woodson. And with those draft picks, I know they drafted Troy Aikman. I don't remember who else they drafted, but essentially that was the start of the Cowboys' reign of dominance in the 90s was that, that trade where, uh, I mean, the Minnesota Vikings essentially – forfeited their entire future for one player thanks Herschel thanks buddy Billy you got anything else to add on a Wednesday no man uh, let's go uh, let's go local teams hopefully they get wins today and uh, let's I know you guys are heading out to Sissy's tonight yeah so. yep. we'll be at Sissy's for the hometown sports media uh, coaches interviewing shows and yeah, we'll see everybody. Everybody has to say about their last week's matchup and going into this week. Getting down to it, man. A lot of some of the coaches are midway into the region play. Some of them are just now starting. Some of them only one game into it. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what everybody has to say about. Well, we haven't even started yet. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's nuts to think. We got four weeks left, and some of them haven't played a single region game. That's that's absurd. But that's the GHSA. They get paid to do this, so they get paid to screw up everything. Congratulations, GHSA. Uh, for Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Sparling. We will see y'all tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!